This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. New week of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from Studio B. Gosh, it seems weird to say that after all the road travel last week, but we are, I think we're in Studio B all week long, and we'll start things off here on a Monday with John DeShazer in studio and Brianna from the Pelicans dance team. Hey, guys. Hi. What a good show today. I, I was hoping for a great, great show because that means the Pelicans would have won on Saturday, but the Saints won yesterday. At least we get us off on the right foot on this Monday. Um, we're going to talk about that with John DeShazer coming up extensively during this show. We're also going to bring in Scott Shanley. Uh, who's working as an analyst now for Cox Sports Television. The former Saint will be with us here, I think, for the first time in a while. We haven't had Scott on in some time. But uh, he's back with us on today's Black and Blue Report. And, yes, we're going to talk a lot about that Saints game. We'll touch on the Pelicans a little bit, and we'll look back on a weekend that was crazy. I mean, as if Halloween in New Orleans wasn't enough. The sports weekend was was nuts. And um, I'm a little bleary-eyed this morning as I stayed up way too late last night trying to see the World Series to its to its finish. John, I gave up on the football game last night. The Packers uh, up against that Denver defense, not they, so hot. They played the game last night? They, they oh, no, <laughs> What time did you yeah. finally get home from the Mercedes-Benz Super Bowl um, yesterday? I, I want to say I got home about 6.37. So I, it, was in time, it was in time to watch the game. Now, did I actually watch the game? No. Uh, I spent more time watching a little bit of baseball. And um, actually, uh, that was pretty much it. That was okay. pretty much it. Took took my son Trey, who I mentioned frequently, out to eat. He never pays, and uh, so that was pretty much the extent of it. Pretty good gig if you can get it, huh? Being yeah, it's good son. to be. It's good to be. Yeah, it's good to be <laughs> the son. I tell you what, man. I, yeah, he's got to do a little bit better than that. I didn't watch Walking Dead because I've never watched one episode of it. Although, isn't that a Sunday night show, Rihanna? Walking Dead. Well, it come on, might be. I've only watched it on Netflix, so wow. it's a great show, though. See, Ryan Anderson, <laughs> by the way is all over me to start this series from the start. Well, you know, if Ryan likes it, it must be fine. Cinema. He says he's pretty good. Yes. He's pretty he says picky. Nine too. out of 10. He's pretty picky. He's so very picky. yeah, he's, you know, yeah. If he says it, if he suggests it, I would take it. All right. But isn't walking <laughs> dead a Sunday night thing? I mean, isn't that kind of a weekend? I don't know. Thing? I, have, I hadn't seen it. I'm, okay. I'm suggesting that you watch it. And I hadn't watched. No, it no, I was too busy watching <laughs> baseball last night, football last night, and trying to get my arms still around the saints game yesterday. I have never, Ever and I've watched and covered a lot of football. I've never been a part of a game like that. Even during my old Big Twelve days, where high scoring seems to be the norm now. Now I've seen one college game like that. Yeah, but I'm saying in, but in, in person. NFL. I've, yeah, yeah. I've, I saw yeah one college game in person. I've seen like that. Uh, no NFL games have I ever seen like that. And that was LSU Arkansas when Darren McFadden was playing, mm-hmm. and they went to like four over four overtimes to get there. Um, this was a re- regulation. I've never seen an NFL game like this. All right, Brianna, you'll you'll appreciate this being a part of the Pelicans dance team. John wow. and I were down the field for most of the fourth quarter, and because of all the scoring, the Saints stations looked worn out. <laughs> oh, I find that really hard to believe. No, They're gorgeous. I'm, I'm making that up. But, no, <laughs> there was just so much scoring. There was so many times where we're going to get crunk, and we were dancing, and then you were holding your breath, and it was deafening on the sidelines yesterday in the fourth quarter. Anytime the New York had the ball, it sounded like you were literally on the tarmac over at Armstrong. It was like a jet <laughs> engine down there. It was it was nuts. And uh, congratulations to Kai Forbath and the Saints and Drew Brees, who 
if he's not if he's not the off NFC offensive player of the week, there should be an investigation mm-hmm. you're and fine. Kidding. You're not kidding. So, um, did you Halloween it up a little bit, Brianna? Did you? I know I we. I know you were working on Saturday night at right. the Pelicans game. I was at the game. But did any point this weekend did you do a little Halloween festivity? I did, I did a little Halloween on Friday night. Did you? Did you dress up? Yes, I was a character from Mad Max, so I had a faux hawk in my hair and like feathers and leather and it was a lot of fun did you like run into people or like threaten them or i mean see i don't really know a lot about well, mad max but it seemed like the most <laughs> she pulled a gun and demanded oil or water or something oh yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> we had this great silver um baking spray that we sprayed because they have this this thing where they sit, yell out witness and they spray their mouths with this silver spray and then they go com- commit some huge act so we were walking around with spray, spraying people. That's not the walking dead. <laughs> That's not very cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the walking <laughs> No, we were in character all night, for sure. As my partner over there would say, that's how you get punched. <laughs> I mean, someone comes up and sprays my mouth with silver paint, there's going to be a problem. It was edible. It was edible. Okay, there's still going to be we, some consequences and repercussions them. on that one. See, a good-looking girl like you can get away with that. John and I go up and spray somebody in the mouth. It's yeah. probably not going to end well. Yeah, spray in the mouth <laughs> before punch in the mouth. That's yeah, not a good trade. That's not a good thing, yeah. so... Did you watch any sports other than the Pelicans this weekend? I I caught the Saints game. Okay. Yeah. Would you? I mean, were you? I you mean, know, <laughs> we're in the moment trying to cover the game. As a fan, were you like chewing your nails off, or I mean, what was your experience like? Honestly, it it seemed I felt like I was watching the touchdown montage at the end of NFL Red Zone because there were just so many touchdowns happening. Which, if you like to watch touchdowns, I mean, it was a great game to watch, but it was. Definitely a nail biter all the way to the end. No doubt, it really <laughs> was. And then you know you had the Miami Duke game on on football Saturday, college football Saturday. Well, the, you got to give Duke the win. If I'm don't Duke, you? I'm feeling some kind of way about this because some kind you, of way. you you suspend the refs and you say they were in error, and you don't give me the win. And I need that win to win my division, to maybe win the conference championship game and get into one of the lucrative bowls as opposed to. You know the carpool bowl on you know November third or something, <laughs> but you know if you're Duke, you, you have to be feeling some kind of irritated about this because the conference has essentially said you got jobbed, but we're not going to give you the game. And if everybody knows you got jobbed and it's right there on film and they're basically suspending the officiating crew for two games because it was so egregious, what did they miss four calls? I want that game especially if I only have one loss and I'm trying to win my win my uh, my division in the conference. So the ACC has suspended that officiating crew. The logical next step would be to reverse the, Ain't the result. I know it's not going to happen <laughs> because then everybody's going to say, well, why don't we go back and reverse this one and this yeah. one and this one? And the next thing you know, it, it's chaos yeah. and cats and dogs are living together in the whole nine yards. Yeah. So but if you're Duke, man, right. you, you are you're probably saying some things that are unprintable, I'm sure, behind the scenes. And I, I'd say them publicly because I'd – yeah, I'd be a little bit ticked off. One more thought about the World Series real quick, and then we'll get to a break and bring in uh, a little more football talk about yesterday. But I guess, I guess, begrudgingly, congratulations to the Kansas City Royals who've won a world championship for the first time in 30 years. See, that's that St. Louis thing. Don't hate. <laughs> Don't I hate. didn't want the mess to win either. Don't hate. I am going to hate. Anyway, <laughs> I will hate on one more thing, and that's this. You know, I'm watching the game last night. Matt Harvey is pitching – a dynamite game. Now comes this crazy decision. Does he should he come back and pitch in the ninth? And I thought they made the right decision at least to start the ninth. But he walks the leadoff hitter, and they left him in one hitter too 
long. Well, but he walks a guy. I mean, how do you yank him? You figure a ground ball and we're out of it. Yeah, I mean, but the, the tying run's coming to the plate. Yeah, now you're I understand. Done. That's I understand. It. And in hindsight, I mean, but I mean, he was going so well. He wants the ball. And I saw Terry Collins saying, you know, he went against his better judgment. He, his, his mind said to pull him out in his heart. You know, Harvey got to him and said, I want the ball. I want to finish this. And if a guy's going that strong, and I think he was at 102 pitches at that time, you know, you want to trust a guy and say, okay, this, this isn't, I heard a great comparison. This wasn't Pedro Martinez who thought he was done. <laughs> and then the manager right. says, go back out there and give me some more. And he's like, man, hey, I, I got ice on my arm. I'm pretty much finished here. As opposed to Matt Harvey saying, give me one more, give, give me a chance to finish this, boss. I got us this far. Let me finish it. Well, then why do we have, why do we have managers and coaches then? Well, I mean, you can make that argument, yeah. but I mean, you want to, you want to, you want to trust the guy. You want to feel like he knows how much juice he has left, and apparently he didn't have enough. And Brianna, I mean, if I heard the announcers say one more time last night, this goes back to our Halloween conversation, <laughs> that Matt Harvey is known as the Dark Knight. I would think I was going to throw something at the television. <laughs> and there are people in the stands wearing Batman cowls and masks and everything else. Look, he no more. Who's the dude that played Batman recently in, in The Dark Knight? Wait, don't. Wasn't his really? name? That's Christian Bale. Christian Come Christian on, man. Yeah. He no more looks like Christian Bale than the man in the moon. <laughs> Nor has he done. I mean, he was great last night up until the very end. He no more has earned this Dark Knight reputation. Well, well every now and again, he acts more like the Joker instead of. Dark Knight. He's, he's got some. He's got some ways about him that. Uh, okay, somebody. You know, so, so he thinks he's the Dark Knight. Do we need to hear it forty times during the broadcast last night? It was, it was a little much. Uh, Maybe yeah. it was a little they Halloween. Play in Queens. They don't even play in Manhattan, let alone Gotham, for crying out loud. Well, he's not like a Batman aficionado or something, isn't that it? Isn't that where the whole genesis of that comes from or something? Well, I'm a Saints and Pelicans aficionado. You don't see me walking around going, "I'm the Drew Brees" or whatever. I'll start calling you AD. <laughs> we'll keep it in house. I see the similarities. Yeah, I'm sure. There's a very short list there. Like we'll take a break. When we come back, John DeShazer breaks down yesterday's win for the Saints, 52 to 49, over the New York Giants. Scott Shanley's still to come, and I think I want to throw in also um, a one-on-one -on -one I have with Zach Street from the locker room after yesterday's game. We'll do that on this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We're in Studio B, and we're right back after this. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. 
Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange immune builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Studio B. We continue on the Black and Blue Report. Let's talk about yesterday's football game a little more in depth. Look, the bottom line is this. The Saints now, with three straight wins, are at 500 here at the halfway point. And it's not unrealistic that they can make a push here for a wild card, you know, depending on how other things shake out. I want to say there's five teams now, 500 or better in the NFC, with two spots available and yet a long way to go. And I would say the schedule is favorable right now for the New Orleans Saints. We'll see how it goes. But that's to me, that's the number one takeaway from yesterday is that um, you've, you've made progress here. And it shows in surviving that shootout yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that you know, three in a row, four out of five games they've won now. And uh, pulled themselves up from that 0-3 and in Atlanta loss yesterday. Certainly that helps. That pulls you two games closer to Atlanta, within two games of Atlanta. And all things, I ain't going to say they're all rosy for the Saints, but 4-4 four and four is a heck of a lot better than where they were, you know, three or four weeks ago. And now they've, you know, you don't want to say turn the corner, obviously. You hadn't turned the corner until you get – you know, till the season's over and you won the division or whatever, but they certainly seem to know exactly where they're going and how they want to go there. You hear Drew Brees several times saying this team has kind of figured out what it does best. And it took them that probably that long because you've got so many new faces. You don't like to make excuses, but, man, I was just looking at the defensive starters from yesterday. Six guys started yesterday defensively who weren't here last year. Six. 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 It takes time. <laughs> Every yeah. now and again, it takes time. And so the Saints, it took a little time for them to kind of figure it out. And then you think about offensively. Well, you know, you miss a, you know, you don't have a Pierre Thomas or a Robert Meacham. You know, you change out centers and Max Unger comes in. Change out left guard and now Tim Lolito's starting there. Uh, so you, you have some changes with this team. Uh, wide receiver, Brandon Cooks played 10 games last year. So he's almost a new face. Willie Sneed is a new face. Uh, Benjamin Watson playing a role that he didn't play last year. So now you have all these different variables that you have to fit together. And, you know, sometimes it all comes together in training camp and it's, you know, rainbows and, 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 and bubble gum when you walk into the season. And sometimes you start a little bit slower and it's a, it's a little bit more of a trudge uphill. The Saints seem to have kind of found the, found the footing. Let's hear it for the old guys, by the way. Benjamin yeah. Watson, 34 years old, double-digit receptions yesterday. One touchdown. Marcus Colston, touchdown, wide open, by the way. Part of the chunk play aspect of the games yesterday. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees, age unknown. Yeah. Because he plays. <laughs> <Ageless>. Yeah. <laughs> 511 yards passing. Breaks his own franchise record. Seven touchdowns. Did it all. It ran, it, ran a chunk play offense in a good portion of the game. And then the last drive where Spiller scores. They go back to what now they've started to show us this season, a little bit of this dink-and-dunk ball control type offense. They've shown they can play some different ways. Well, Drew, and that, that drive was critical. And Drew, you know, we were standing down on the sideline, you and I, and, and what he said after the game was, you know, you don't want to score too fast in that situation. And you're thinking about it, and it's like, okay, get it, you know, just get a score. But he's thinking ahead of time, yeah, we want to score, but we don't want to give these guys too much time because they've been moving the ball too. And it just so happens to work out perfectly. I mean, you scored, they scored a touchdown with 36 seconds left, kick it off. The Giants go three and out, essentially. And the Giants even help them out by calling the timeout because they felt like they could move the ball. 
You get the punt return, the fumble, the face mask on the recovery by Willie Sneed, uh, the game-winning field goal. I mean, it worked out perfectly, you know, in that final 7-11, I think, 7 minutes, 11 seconds. What do you think the mood is like over at Newman High School today? The Saints win, but the Newman alum, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr., almost ruined it. Well, they're ecstatic over at Newman because you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> you get gosh. you get your two guys showing out and showing up, yeah. and you get the hometown team winning. So over at Newman, they're probably doing backflips. I mean, you got two guys who – I mean, Eli and Odell Beckham just did a number on the Saints. I mean, worked them over. Mm. And, and, I mean, we know Delvin Bro has had some, some progress and – and things at cornerback, but man, I, you know, Delvin Bro and the Saints secondary, you know, Odell Beckham has worked over a lot of people, and he worked over the Saints yesterday. And Eli had his best game by far against the Saints, and he didn't get the result he wanted. I, I think he's the first quarterback in NFL history to throw six touchdowns, no interceptions, and not win the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his six and Drew seven combined for the most touchdown passes in any NFL game. The points combined yesterday. Points combined, both teams, highest in the Sean Payton-Drew Brees era. Um, and I think that Odell Beckham Jr.'s hamstring is just fine, based on what you talked about. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah, he turned the corner right. on a few of them. He looks pretty good. So, now, the Titans coming up, uh, who lose to the Texans yesterday. I want to say, aren't they 1-7 now? Yeah, 1-6 1-7. They only have one win. And, I mean, and, and losing to the Texans now is like, is like losing to – I mean, I thought the Texans were the worst team in the league when I saw them a couple no. weeks ago. So losing to them, the Titans are, of course, Zach Mettenberger was that quarterback and not Marcus Mariota, right, who yeah. might be back for the, for the Saints, obviously. And I think that Mettenberger got sacked six times yesterday at last count. So, look, this Saints team, I'm just trying to be real here, is in no position to take anybody lightly. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. There were some scuffs yesterday. First of all, you gave up 49. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. In a crazy game, there's a penalty problem going on. And then also – there's an injury situation going on. Look, the Kyrie Robinson thing yesterday is is awful to think back and um, and re re uh, picture it in your mind. Yeah. Um, but Kakaha left the game yesterday. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, Ramon Damian Humber left R the game. Ramon Humber, by the way, that linebacking core from coach down is just a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and. and and uh, and Damian Swan also left the game yesterday. Yeah. So all these yeah. things are going to play into another interesting week. The good news is it's at home next Sunday. And then you go to Washington after that. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But crazy game yesterday, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, one of the ones you, you will remember you know, for a long time, yeah. especially if you happen to be there, you will remember. Yep. Former St. Scott Shanley, now analyst with Cox Sports Television. I'll be in our next segment. We'll get his thoughts about the game yesterday. Maybe some notes uh, from his brain with regard to the, the day in the NFL in general. Last uh, thing with you, sir, before we take the break. Pelicans, for just a moment. Um, you've seen them now a couple of times. It's an 0-3 start. Game two of the homestand is tomorrow night against Orlando. Uh, no word on Kendrick Perkins. At the moment, he is listed as out indefinitely with a pectoral injury. Um, Injuries are a major storyline here, but are there other storylines that should, we should be wary of or be aware of as they turn their attention to the Magic? Well, the Pels have to be concerned about uh, their scoring defense. They're, they're giving away an alarming, alarming amount of points. Uh, and in each game, I know they have had a, a significant quarter where they have just been taken, you know, taken to the post as opposed to you know, the other three quarters where they play pretty well. 
Uh, Golden State, I think it was a 41 to 26 third quarter that did a man. In fact, I know it was a 41 to 26 because Steph Curry had 28 of them. But, you know, they've got to tighten it up defensively. Um, there's no excuse for allowing the percentages and the amount of points that they're allowing, especially in transition against a team like Golden State, when the objective is to take a shot and everybody get back on defense. We mm. saw a couple of times everybody, you know, people are back on defense. And I don't know if they're cadillac or if they're not just aware of their surroundings, but, you know, Golden State players leaking behind them. That cannot happen when you're talking about teams like that. And you hope that they can tighten it up some against Orlando, but they're giving away an alarming amount of points. They did a whole lot better on the, on the, on the boards last, uh, last game. Uh, they rebounded extremely well considering what had happened the first two games. But now they've got to tighten it up defensively. Um, they are just out of balance completely. Uh, the rotations aren't crisp all the time. From the, Every now and again, you'll see some flashes. They had some flashes of defensive rotations against Golden State where you said, you know what, this can be a pretty good team if they're going to play like that. But then they have the lapses. And, uh, and of course, now you've got to throw out the shots where Steph Curry takes them you know, from 31 feet. That's just – that's an abnormality. That's not going to happen often. But they've got to be a whole lot better defensively. They, they simply have to be. Yep. I think that uh, Coach Gentry said a lot of – a lot of poignant things uh, post-game on Saturday night that, uh, of course, would be found on your Pelicans app from Saturday. Uh, don't forget all those post-game pressers are not only obviously on the, the New Orleans Pelicans radio network but also on your Pelicans app. Um, we saw Orlando in the preseason – they're a team that's struggling to get out of the gate themselves. They're dangerous. They've been unable to finish games. We'll see how it plays out tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show, that's for sure. Quick timeout, and then we'll continue our conversation here on this Monday with Scott Shanley. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing, touchdown, Saints! I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We have a great show for you here on this Monday, and as promised, we bring in Super Bowl champion, former Saint linebacker, and now analyst with Cox Sports Television. Your list for the intro, Scott Shanley, is getting longer and longer. You're supposed to be slowing down, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the plan, I think, when you first get that plan, but it's kind of hard to sit idle and staying close to the game and talking about the game and analyzing the game. It's been real fun to do, and um, I'm enjoying my time with CST. Yeah, how hard is it to balance uh, wanting to be a saint still and then having to be objective about analyzing the situation for CST? Uh, it's a little tough, especially yeah. early on when, when the Saints were struggling a little bit, you know, losing those games early on. But a lot of the mistakes were fixable mistakes, and I don't think you get defended when you kind of point things out that are that are pretty obvious. I mean, 
you know, coaches are going to point out the same things we're pointing out on the show. So it's been it's been an easier balance to balance out than I thought it would be. So the Saints win yesterday, fifty-two to forty-nine in a Big Twelve-like football game. Um, when John DeShazer and I got in front of the camera to do our post-game video, I almost didn't know where to start. How did you start to chew on it yesterday after the game, Scott? Well, I just think there's certain games that take on, uh, you know, a life of their own. There's defensive battles every week, and there's offensive shootouts every week, and you just get into those games where I feel like offensive coaches, you know, they they know what is taking place, so they get more aggressive in their offensive play calling. And defensively, you almost feel like hey, no matter what we run, you know, we're just trying to slow them down, make them kick a field goal at this point. But uh, just one of those games that the offensive play callers were in a rhythm. The, co- the quarterbacks, our elite quarterbacks, they were in a rhythm. So the defenses really didn't stand a chance once those guys got hot. You've known Drew Brees for a long time. Um, is that as good as you've ever seen him? That's as good as I can remember. I mean, when you look at his his numbers, I know he's he's had some remarkable games. So you know, you'd have to go over the, you know, since 2006 since he's been there, and I'm sure he's had maybe some better games, maybe bigger games against better opponents. But when you look at his final numbers, uh, you know, they were pretty remarkable and, and historical, really. So you know, anything that guy does anymore really doesn't surprise me. I think you know, no matter what his age, people will always. You know, try to say he's getting older every year from now on, but all he does is continue to impress people, and and he's a surgeon when he gets into that type of rhythm. No doubt, it was unbelievable. Scott Chandler with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Scott, should Saints fans just take the win and and the fun of yesterday and move forward and look at the Titans now, or you being a defensive guy, should forty nine points on the board by the football giants there cause some concern? I think anytime you give up 49 points, first of all, you're excited that you got to win. You know, those coaches and players, fans will be excited. But as soon as they go back in and dissect that film, there's going to be a lot of corrections and a lot of things they have to fix going forward. But uh, the one thing about it is is winning is the most important thing. As a defensive player, you know you can play better. And when you look at really some of those plays in that game yesterday, Eli Manning put the ball perfect, you know, right where he had to, fourth down going in at the end of the game, he just throws the ball to a certain spot in the end zone and, and his receiver makes a play. The only spot he could have threw it, he threw it. And he was just on fire. I mean, it was the equivalent of those guys in the NBA who, who just get in the zone and can't miss. But, you know, defensively, there's definitely things you're going to have to take away from that game and, and work on. And, you know, there were some plays down on the goal line on the two-yard line where easy pick routes for touchdowns, just little things like that, that, that really that game could have been a blowout. The linebacking core from the coach down is a mess right now with injuries. Um, I'm, you know, we're all you know, a little nervous about what we're going to hear about Kakaha and Ramon Humber, who both left the game yesterday with injury. You already had Danell Ellerby banged up. Um, Joe Vitt, for that matter, is still hobbling around. But at least, at least on the field, um, Scott, do you do you have a little concern in the, in that position group as well, just from a depth standpoint? I think so. I think when you look at the caliber of players that are being hurt, Ellerby's been a, a really good player in the league for a long time, and that's why they trade for him, you know, bring a veteran leadership and presence. He's had a hard time staying healthy. Ramon Humber's been a, a great Saint player for the past few years and been a reliable guy, and not having him there to play all the positions really will hurt them. And then when you look at Kikaha, who's, you know, he's been playing as good as any defensive player in the NFL as a rookie, and, and uh, he's really emerging. So you're hoping that his injury, whatever it is, 
will not limit him much because he's been an impact player. It seems like every game he makes a play on the ball and forces a fumble or makes a, a big sack at a, at a good time. So those are those are definitely injuries, and that's a linebacker-friendly defense, the way they run it with, with Coach Ryan. So hopefully those guys aren't out for long. You know, you mentioned the struggles early in the season. Now they've won three in a row, and Tennessee's next. Um, give me your state of the Saints, if you will, Scott Chanley. Are you, are you um, hopeful as to what's to come for this football team? Are you cautiously optimistic? You know, label it for me in, in your words, if you don't mind. I think even at one and four, I was probably more optimistic than a lot of people. I mean, at one and four, people are saying, hey, they're going to be three and 13. They're going to have to gut the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I thought at that point people were a little, getting a little carried away because I thought the Saints had, had played good football and were in every game. They just didn't pull it out at the end. And now that they've rattled off three in a row and starting to click, if, if I was there this week and they asked me to say one thing of the team, I would bring up to them, do not exhale. You fought back to 500. Now is not the time to relax. I know your goal is probably, hey, let's get back to 500 and we'll go from there. Now is the time when you have to put the, the pedal to the metal because, you know, I would reference our 2007 season. We were in the exact same position, actually worse. We were 0-4, fought back to 4-4, and and at that point we thought we had accomplished what we wanted to accomplish and kind of exhaled, and we lost to an 0-8 Rams team at home. So that's the one thing they have to guard against is, is this Titans team coming in and not exhaling and thinking that they've accomplished what they've wanted to accomplish and just keep, keep going forward and keep grinding. Great stuff, and great work, by the way, on Cox Sports Television. You're really jumping into this thing, and you're doing an outstanding job, sir. I appreciate it. Yep. It was a, it was a little new at first. I had to get used <laughs> to the cameras and looking where I had to look, but after I got all that figured out, it's just talking football and educating people on the X's and O's and all the things I've had the uh, the fortune of learning from some really good coaches over the years. There's no doubt about that. And, by the way, you mentioned the NBA a little bit ago in our in our visit here. Um because I'm sure you'll be back in New Orleans this weekend to cover the Saints and the Titans, it's going to be weird for me to see uh, not see Scott Shanley when the Pelicans are in Dallas on Saturday night. That's kind of become a thing now, Scott Shanley coming to see the Pelicans playing in Dallas. <laughs> I know. I just looked at the, the schedule last night, and Victor Howell, who's the host of the CSC show, I said, Victor, are you going to be in Dallas? He's like, no, I'm not going to be in Dallas, and neither are you. So I kind of even <laughs> forgot that I wasn't going to be there. So I was looking forward to watching the Pelicans Mavericks, but Hopefully it works out again some other time because I enjoy taking my boys down there, and they're huge Pelicans fans uh, since that night. The, the Pelicans were great to us. Yeah, no, we'll look forward to that again because there will be another visit to Dallas. And uh, hopefully next week maybe we'll talk again and we'll be talking about a clean sweep across the board. A Pelicans win over the Mavericks and maybe a Saints win over the Titans, uh, over the Titans too. Uh, that would be good, and, and I think that we should make it a date if that happens. Yeah, I agree. I think the I think the Pelicans are too talented. They're going to get on fire here pretty soon. They've they've had some tough opponents, just like the Saints had some tough opponents early on, and they're getting on a roll. And uh, they just need to take care of business. Don't fall into the trap game against Tennessee because everyone's going to be telling them they should win and, and take care of business. You're a dual threat. Look at you, unbelievable. Not not that I'm surprised. <laughs> so, Scott, thanks as always. We look forward to hearing from you again soon, and uh, we'll have folks watching you on CST. Okay. All right, sounds great. I appreciate having me on. There we go. Scott Shanley with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Back to uh, wrap things up on this Monday in just a moment. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun, and of course, lots of 100% natural chicken. 
So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Well, with the Saints scoring 52 points yesterday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, I don't think we're having any problem with uh, our hookup here with Domino's today. It's because, don't forget, when the Saints score, you score at Domino's. Golly. We could, we could do an unbelievable, well, no, Domino's wouldn't like that. But let's just stick with what Domino's wants to give us. And that, of course, is on every great Monday, 50% off all large pizzas at menu price today only. All you have to do is enter the promo code SAINTS at dominoes.com. Offer valid online only, and it's select Domino's locations. And another great offer brought to you by our good friends at Domino's. The Saints only need to score once on a Sunday to get that deal. I think they covered their end of the bargain yesterday, <laughs> to say the least. Brianna from the Pelicans Dance Team is with us here in Studio B. John DeShazer is still with us as we hit our final segment. Uh, folks, before we continue, I do want to share with our listeners a great visit from kind of the uh, – the unofficial spokesman of the New Orleans Saints, Zach Streif, uh, did a nice job giving us a closing statement to yesterday's win, and I want to share that with you. This was in the locker room yesterday, uh, right before he was ready to leave. You forget sometimes that you're playing with a really special and unique player in Drew um, until he reminds you in a game like that. You know, uh, the reality is, you know, that's a, a defense that's, you know, been productive this year. You know, they're giving up some yards, but. For him, essentially, we at some point said, come and stop it. We're, we're going to go and throw the ball every play. And it's pretty amazing to have a guy that can do it. And it was fun to watch and fun to be a part of. And, uh, you know, kind of reminds you of some of these uh, older offenses that we've had here. Zach, you told me before there's no, much, there's no more fun for an offensive line than doing some road grading and watching a run game get going. But when a quarterback will go 15, 16, 17 straight throws without the ball hitting the ground, is that, as, is that as exciting as the road grading goes? The reality is in a game like that where he's really rolling, the ball's coming out so well, it, 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 it's, it's a different deal than you know a game where, sorry, where you're trying to find a way to move the ball. It's more like we're choosing the, the, the way we're going to move the ball. And uh, we had great tempo today. The players were coming in super quick. We were rolling. It's, it's good to come up to a ball and see a defense kind of scramble a little bit. But, uh, yeah, when he's on a roll like that, man, it's fun to be a part of it. At any point, did you find yourself, your teammates in the second half, going, something's got to slow down here. The game's got to come to a different tempo here at some point, right? No, you know, this is the, this is the reality of these. And, and Coach Payton, I bet we'll talk about it today. But I think – the, the the human nature response to a game like that is the defense can't stop anybody. 
what's going on? Why can't we slow this down? And there are games in this league that that game is on us, and we know that coming out for the second half, that this is just one of those games that's going to be a shootout. And in the shootout, it's on us. And, and so if we don't win that game, that's our fault. You know, it just is. And so I think knowing that and, and having been told that before and been a part of some of those, you know, you, you go out expecting we got to keep it up, we got to keep rolling because it's just one of those games. And, uh, you know, fortunate we were able to do it. Zach, did the, did the near heartbreak in the Dallas overtime win in any way translate to what you all had to do to finish today after the after the fumble by Willis Snead? Well, I think this team is growing, uh, maturing, um, and, and we talked about it after that game that you got to be in the situation and have lived through it and felt it and been a part of it to really have confidence that you're going to find a way to win it. And, you know, there's a lot of close games in this in this league. There just is. The games are going to come down to the wire. And you can see that this team is starting to believe. And, and that's a fun thing to be a part of, you know, for, to, to see guys, the mentality change to we've got to make a play and we are going to make a play. As thrilling as this was today, if you back the lens up just a little bit, the win also puts you at 500. It helps almost take a sting away from the way the season started. Do you all in any way feel like you've you've pushed past something or you've about to you're you're in the process of making a good turn here? I would say the process. You know, you, you we're, we're we're going the right direction. You know, it's been a long time since we've won three straight here. It's reality. You know, it just has been. Um, it's been a few years and. Um, like I said, you can feel change coming. And sometimes that's, a, that's something we talked about three, four weeks ago before this started, where we could feel it, it just felt different. You know, this team was different. The mentality was different. So to see it come to fruition and really, you know, let everyone else see it happen too uh, is pretty cool. But it is just part of the process. And, and we're glad to be 4-4 four and because four it's the best we could be when we were 1-4. and four. Um, But we got a lot of work to do. All right, so with that, we're about ready to wrap things up here on this uh, on this Monday. Good start to the week. By the way, you're back at it tomorrow night with the Pelicans dance team. Yes, we are. Okay, it's a three-game homestand, which does my heart a, a world of good after basically being on the road for the entire preseason. <laughs> John and I get to see you guys start your work at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in mm -hmm. the afternoon. Uh-huh. We come before every game. We practice um, on court. Just make sure we have our formations right, get, it, get, get in the groove of things, um, and then we get to go back to the locker room and do our hair and makeup and prepare for the game. But that's, that's not all the preparation we do. We spend a lot of time in practice on game days or on days that aren't game days, practicing um, for hours. We work with personal trainers. A lot of people just come and they think that we just show up and we look pretty and we just know the dance moves from out of nowhere uh, but we we spend a lot of work in it what's your favorite part of the night is it is it the set routine is it the t-shirt toss freestyle portion of the program is it starting lineups you have a favorite you've been i think you've <laughs> got to be maybe the most tenured out there at the moment right? i am this is my seventh season Good gosh. okay <laughs> i started when i was really young though so just disclaimer so you, when you're 12 <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost feels like uh, i'm sure some days <laughs> But no, my favorite part of the t of the game is definitely in the fourth quarter when there's those games where we're neck and neck, and then all of a sudden we make a couple like really great plays, and the whole arena's on their feet, and we run and do hot timeout or throw t-shirts and just dance and get the crowd involved. That's the best feeling, and you 
can really feed off of the energy of the players and of the entire arena and my fellow dancers. And it's just the best moment. And I always, whenever I think of my favorite games, it's that during those times. Who's in charge of wardrobe, by the way? Uh, our coach. Okay. But uh, as captains, uh, myself and my other captain, Tremera, we have a lot of input in the design of the new costumes and what we wear for each game. Oh, you're always rolling out something new. That's yeah. what I'm asking. I mean, yeah. like the other night, because it was Halloween and all that, you had the, the mask on mm-hmm. on the one routine. It was... It was interesting. Now, yeah. John and I travel the entire league, so we get to see every dance team. Oh, really? Yes. And so, so how does everybody's that... got you know their own style. <laughs> do you all watch film of the others? Do you, you know, is there any kind of a rivalry working between dance teams these days? Or <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a rivalry. It's more of like a sisterhood, like a bond. Um, we have met a couple of the dance teams out at a convention that we go to every summer to get some good material and just kind of associate with the other dance teams. So I've watched footage of them, and they I cheer them on. Do it. Get it. Okay. It'd be great. All right. When they go to the convention, it's like beat it. <laughs> you know, one side on the other, and boom. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a meeting of the most beautiful and most fit people you've ever seen. Yeah. Unlike the broadcasters' convention for the yeah, NBA. Yeah, just a bunch of slobs. That's a complete opposite <laughs> of that. No doubt. Great to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I hope you didn't me. wear you out. Uh, Oh, not at all. With our sports talk today, (laughs) that's for sure. Because you're, I mean, you're following all these teams. Yeah, I keep up with sports. No doubt, no (laughs) doubt. JD, thanks, appreciate it. Anytime, always available. I'll see you tomorrow. We've got a big day tomorrow. Yeah. need their first win. Yeah, we need uh, something going good. Alfred Payton will be making his homecoming tomorrow. Yeah, Alfred and his hair. Yes. Coming to town. Tell you what, after all the Giants who came for a homecoming yesterday, now Payton on Tuesday. Yeah, this seems to be like a, a I know. go-through, man. I New Orleans it. is huge in the, in the sports scene. I mean, we've always had a great amount of athletes in professional sports anyway. It's amazing how many athletes come from Louisiana, this being a small state. But, uh, yeah, we get the next one. Elfrey coming come to town. Yep. Hey, thanks to Scott Chanley, too, today for uh, joining us on Black and Blue Report and Zach Streif. And thanks to Community Coffee for getting me going this morning. I needed it. Uh, don't forget, we've got our super fan uh, promotion continuing with the Community Coffee which is the Saints' official choice for rich, bold taste to wake up the game and rattle the dome. It worked yesterday. It's the Saints' selfie sweepstakes. To enter, simply snap a Saints' selfie. Brianna just shot a selfie of us here in Studio B. Selfie. Yes. To enter, simply uh, snap that Saints' selfie and share to Twitter or Instagram using hashtag Community Saints Selfie. To learn more, text TOUCHDOWN to 444-999. There you have it. Tomorrow, Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Daniel Salerson will have his weekly fantasy football conversation with him. And I'm sure Jim Eichenhofer will be making his usual visit on Tuesdays as well. The uh, chief guy there at Pelicans.com. He's had a busy weekend. And uh, I think there's going to be some more news tomorrow that Jim may be able to share and expand upon uh, tomorrow heading into that Orlando game. We'll uh, talk to you from the Smoothie King Center for tomorrow's show. So we look forward to it. Go Pelicans tomorrow night. Saints and Titans coming up. We'll pick that conversation up when we get back on Wednesday. For Brianna and John DeShazer and Daniel Sallers and Sean Kelly, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.